I'm Chase. And I'm Timothy. And this is Customer Service. Good, bro. How are we doing? You held that little afternoon. Nice and long. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Let you let you cut me off and then stopped you. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like uh, my in, in the video pod when I did the good uh, good Good Morning Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But held it Went really straight long. straight into it. No no eye no eye expression. Yeah, no eye expression. That's what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything good? Oh, buddy, we're cruising. We're cruising. We got some shipments. Yeah. Got product. We got podcasts. You know stuff. Yeah, stuff. Busy, bro. All right, well, let's not bore people with the minutia of our day-to-day, and let's talk about our guest today. So, who have we got today, Chase? We got Lauren Yates of uh, Women's Wear. And uh, Ponytail Post- Journal, yep. and you name it. She's just done so many different interesting things. I feel like I've yep. kind of been like aware of her for a long time, mm-hmm. um, back uh, from doing like wholesale forever ago. Like, just working on brands, doing like I really loved her like cooking show she did on YouTube. Uh, she's got a great podcast. She's got like I mean you just kind of name it. She's got she's her hands doing in a lot. For she's sure. just a, a creative person. Obviously, women's wear is her um, her line, which is also great. I mean, everything she touches has this unique, interesting perspective that feels well thought out, but also like creatively like exploratory yeah. in a positive way. Like like just willing to try new things, do yeah. new things new concepts, classic pieces, like, and she honestly has some of the best personal style around. So if you just need outfit inspiration, just look up pictures of her yeah. and you're going to get a, a metric ton. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just on all fronts, a really cool, really interesting, super creative, like awesome conversation. Yep. Um, so we were really lucky that she gave us some time and we talked to her for an hour and let's go. Yeah. I think you guys are going to like this one. So yeah, she's, the, she's killer. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's stop right into it. write for Vogue Australia. Oh, and cool. I might have been writing back then because I don't think I had my brand back then. Um, yeah, the brand's nine years this uh, this year. Oh, so wow. Congratulations, was- then. Like, running your, like, you know, multi-brand retail is difficult. Running your own brand, especially going on, like, your, your nine, nearing ten, like, that's a, that's a, that's a legitimate big deal, in my opinion, because that's, it's a hard business this is a hard yeah this is a hard industry in general but yeah thanks so much um yeah it is a bit of a milestone uh next year doing 10 years um yeah i don't know i kind of decided last year that i think i want to do this for another 10 years which is kind of a big deal too um yeah i know right grown-up stuff um but (laughs) yeah like I don't know, it just really um, seems to tick all the creative boxes for me still and fulfillment boxes for me still. So that's awesome. And, you know, I've got like a really awesome team uh, who just really want to continue and keep doing this. So, like, I feel like we've just scratched the surface really Um, and there's like so much more to do that we can do so yeah pretty stoked about that when do you think it like when did you because so so we're we're going on seven years here and I've I've really only ever done the same thing because I before this I did I did extensively the same thing I just didn't have any ownership over it so I, I and I can't imagine especially at even at seven years for us 
we're not even like I don't even think we got going until four. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel like we had like a handle on the baseline until four years. And then we spent the past three years just really starting to like carve it out. And then I'm like, I can't imagine like putting it down at even 10. Like I feel like you've got, there's so much more to do. So I am I think that if you're, if you're the right type of personality type, and it certainly sounds like you are, it, you just, I don't think there is a done, you know what I mean? Like you just got to keep, keep yeah, moving. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's for sure. Like it's for me, I don't know, like, we can get into, like, running a business and everything, but I feel like running a business is all about being consistent, um, whereas, um, you know, running a brand is all about tapping into, like, creativity and just pushing yourself. That's probably where, like, the fulfillment side comes in for me is, like, um, yeah, being creatively motivated and exploring the universe in my own way um, yeah, I just want to like, you know, continue to make my little things and be able to do that and, you know, and and create my little community of, of wonderful creative people and makers um, and, you know, continue to th- thrive with them. Uh, you know, it's a good feeling. So, yeah, pretty stoked about that. I mean, seven years is a big must. It's a big achievement as well, you know. Retail, when you're a retailer, you're taking, like, I feel like you're taking higher risks than um, when you're a brand produce, being, like, you know, from the side of the producer. Um, it's, you know. it's like the thing I love the most, but I also like if anyone was like, I'm thinking about starting a store, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a terrible idea for you. It's because it, I mean, it, like you're saying it, it's, it's just like kind of like a look. I think there's there's two ways of looking at it. a brand versus like a multi-brand retailer is two very different things. Like the responsibilities are similar but different. Like I because I, there's days where I, I think we say it a lot around here. We're like, oh, I just wish we owned a brand. Like because, you know, the connections you make, it's so much easier to get like certain things out there and go, I'm representing this one thing and I just mm-hmm. need to and I need to move one. Th- it's it just it's a little bit more like singular in a way like it's it's a little bit more like straightforward as far as like what you need to accomplish whereas ours is a little bit more like esoteric we have to figure out how to like make someone want to keep shopping with us versus all the other millions of places that, that are out there and certainly in 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 our market there's like there's basically smaller retailers and much 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 bigger retailers and there's not a lot of in between and that's kind of what we're playing for so we have to convince people basically like here's all these things that we offer that other people don't. And here's, here's where we're better than some of the biggest people and some of the smaller people who are more agile. So it's this really, it's more, it just comes down to a little bit more like business decisions at a certain point. And like, like you're saying, it's, it's, it can be less, it is creative, but it's certainly like, it's less at times in a, in a way that I, that I wish it was more, if that makes sense. But I'm sure there's, uh, there's all the other ways where you think, God, I wish I was just doing multi-brand or something <laughs> like that. So it's, it, you know, it's a grass is always greener sort of situation, but what do you think? Like, what, 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 what do you, what do you, let's talk about this. What do you like, not like to do? What's, what's like the bummer about work for you or, or is there none? I mean, you know, um, I still do like my own bookkeeping. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I sucks. Just, <laughs> I just finished the books for like, you know, the last two months yesterday, and that was like a good feeling. But um, I, I want to go back to what you were talking about just before um, about, you know, really um, making your own lane and yeah. really, you know, I feel like, as any kind of entity, especially if you're doing business, like for me, I've 
only found success um, when I've sort of created my own lane and created my own rules um, and just really kind of like shined in that, you know, my own thing and kind of like paved my own way um, for something. And I think like being niche um, and also, um, you know, creating your own world in your own way creatively is something that is important. And I think like it kind of means that you're not competing with anyone, but you're actually just like kind of like, you know, making something for, for other people to admire and, um, and, and look up to in that I way. Mean, I think anytime yeah. you can get like get to a spot where you're not really thinking about competition, I think that's the right mental place to be where we don't spend a lot of time. I mean, sure, you have to do a competitor analysis now and then you have to like be aware of what else is going on in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. But I think that like when you go from being good to great is when you're like, oh, I'm not really I didn't even think about this with another like my, my goal is to be here and be present and be, you know, like doing doing what I think is best for my niche right now. And, and whether that makes sense with other brands, whether other stores, whatever it is, I, I, don't, I, I don't like to spend too much time thinking about what the what others are doing, because I just don't think it always like benefits you that much, at least certainly not in the creative process, because you want to be different and be special and I'd love to give you a compliment in that I followed you since you were, you know, since, you know, cause I was, I was obsessed with all the blogs and, you know, all of your writing and then seeing how things have progressed for you. You don't stand over the, the putt. And I really like, I think a lot of people do that where they have like all these different ideas, but they don't really get anything actually done. And from what I can tell from, you know, your output, you really you try things. You do all sorts of different things. Like I'm a huge fan of actually, I loved all the cooking videos you used to do. I don't know if you still do them, but um, I, I, I loved those. I think the podcast is great from what I've listened to. Like everything's just like, I love that. I love that. I love when people are, I'm seeing people like try new things all the time because you get so bored with people just like going, I, I fixed myself in this one lane and I'm going to stay in it. And it's like, well, that's not interesting because the world keeps moving, you know? Absolutely. I'm, I'm very interested creatively. I'm very interested in the, you know, the concept of order and chaos. And yeah. I always kind of try my best to kind of have a foot in each um, space of order and chaos where like, you know, if you, if you come into my design studio or into my home, um, it's like a very organized sense of chaos where I've got vintage everywhere like just random um objects like i'm looking i'm sitting in my living room right now i'm looking at like a, a michelin man uh figurine <laughs> that i took off an old truck in a junkyard yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like sitting amongst a, bu a bunch of books and and junk but like you know keeping like, you know, if you sway too much on the side of order, which a lot of bigger companies do um, tend to when you have, you know, a bigger operation, um, you you risk kind of dying because, you know, the world around you continues to evolve and change. And, you know, when you you sway in too much into order, you, you risk, you know, just um, sort of running to a standstill. And then when you sway too much into chaos, you know, <laughs> life becomes you know you you become engulfed into chaos and you um, might not be able to 
be so productive or or be able to function on a you know a good level so like you know playing in between those two worlds like if something's too perfect creatively like design wise I always have to there's something self-sabotaging deep within me that wants to kind of like mess it up or like um you know subvert um the norm which yeah I guess like that's kind of like a, a naughty sort of voice in my head that's always trying to um, push myself in that way, which, yeah, I think is um, something that has always dri- driven me um, since a really young age. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, I've always been interested in art. I um, I actually went to art school. I didn't go to fashion school or, or, or learn design, but... Um, I went to art school and I learned um, just, well, when you go to art school, you don't really learn very much, um, but you kind of learn how to sort of form an idea and then figure out a way how to make that, you know, into a reality. Um, so that's kind of how I've always approached everything that I've done, like my little cooking videos or like my podcasts. It's like, I, I do these things just purely because I, I want to try. I, I, I'm interested in it and I want to try it out. Um, and I'm not really so interested in, you know, blowing up views or likes wise or becoming huge. I just, I just want to do my little things, you know. And um, it's so interesting meeting people who have actually, like, watched my, my cooking videos and stuff like that. Um, there's, like... Yeah, like um, my friends uh, in uh, maybe a fellow retailer uh, of yours, um, Standard and Strange in the States, and Jeremy, the founder, he, he like, first also first, like, kind of discovered my space because he was, like, uh, watching my cooking videos with yeah. his uh, kid and, like, you know, it's so it's such a spin out the way that things pan out in the end. But you know, I love that. I love all these little stories and like all all these like little sort of human um, interactions that come about from I don't know these weird things that I put on the internet. So it's, yeah, you know, it's one of these things where it's like I think the one of the best things that this community, the fashion community, which admittedly can be a lot of times kind of toxic and awful, but I think in a, in a lot of ways, it, it also draws together a bunch of people. I don't think people that get into fashion have, I don't think they do much lightly, if that makes sense. Like everything that they're interested in, they're very passionate and know mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. about. And I, that's the kind of people I like. Like, I don't care what you're into. You can tell me you're into cooking. You can tell me you're into collecting action figures. I don't give a shit what it is. I just think it's like interesting when people are super like hyped on it and know a lot about it and really care about it. And that's really like, the only type of people I want to interact with if I can curate to a certain degree is it's just nice to talk to people who really care about all the little aspects of the things they do. And I think that that's what, like, I can tell that just in looking at the clothes that you make. I mean, it's like, it's like a, or like your, your writing. It's, it's always kind of the same thing of like, you can tell this is someone who's really 
I can always tell that it's a very empathetic person and a very passionate person. And I think that those two things like are something honestly that fashion kind of needed and needs that like where it's like, look, it's not, it's not like to eviscerate. It's not to, it's not to be, it's not always to be so negative, which I think the fashion world gets probably an unfair connotation on, but it's also true in a lot of ways (laughs) where it's like, it's like, it just tends to lead with negativity. And I don't love that yet. Even as someone who tends to maybe lean that way (laughs) naturally, um, I want I want people to make stuff and do things and try things and 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 I think that's 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 the super big positive to net positive to the world in general and I and I wish that it, that it came from more of a place of like you're saying of like look the only reason I got into doing what I'm doing is because music wasn't an, an option for making money or at least I didn't like making money from it and then I went back to school and I was like the only other kind of thing I kind of liked was making websites and selling clothes for the band so I'll just try to do that as a thing because I really like clothes and then it just but it, but it was always just led with I'm only going to lead from the, the the handful of things I'm passionate about and I'm just going to lead with that and I'm sure that'll help me figure out whatever I need to figure out mm-hmm. from there and, and so far it's served me pretty well but I, I understand that's a certain like personality type but I don't know. Yeah. I just don't. It, it's tough to. It's it, it's it's such a tough industry, and it's and it's nice. It's just nice to talk to anybody like yourself who's really like positive and just like I just want to do cool stuff. My whole my whole career goals are like that. I get to hang out with cool people, be creative, try things, and hopefully people think it's great back. And if they do, that allows me to do more of it. Like mm-hmm. that's really where like the goals begin and end for me. And then hopefully I can do that until I die. So that's 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 it, it's 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 nice to talk to someone. Obviously, that's that that's kind of that feels the same way of like I, it's not really about having specific large scale goals i just want to try stuff and 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 you know do my little things like you said (laughs) exactly i feel like there's so much room in the world for um more things like people doing their own projects and i know it's a struggle and i always recommend people like if they start their own project don't quit your day job first you know just just (laughs) yeah um but yeah like i'm a strong believer that a strong economy is actually a, a diverse economy with lots of small to medium-sized businesses that kind of like counterweight the, you know, the heavy, you know, the other side of the scale, which is operation. Um, and we need more of that. And the world, the universe is much more interesting place for diversity and for like a multitude of ideas and things, you know, growing their own life of, you know, its own life of itself. So, yeah, I I feel like, yeah, going back to um, fashion and and how fashion does have this kind of toxicity, um, you know, that that it's kind of had this sort of elitist um, feeling about it for a long time. Like I'm totally um, interested in that because I, what I've sort of come around to understand is like, I actually, um, before I went to art school, I, I, I did a little um, diploma in hospitality. I wanted to become a chef. So mm-hmm. um, I did a hospitality stint. And, you know, what you learn there is really about, you know, taking care of people and, like, being um, welcoming to people. And I always felt that the retail experience really lacked that. Why why is it that fashion has to be so elitist and you have to feel, you know, when before I got into the fashion world, I always felt intimidated by walking into a store and feeling Mm -hmm. judged or just like attitude of too cool for school and and just not feeling welcome in a a store space. So 
Like I'm so interested in this idea of inclusivity and I, I think it's really driven, um, you know, where I'm at now creatively with the brand is um, not like let's not go down that kind of like work path of like um, what people think inclusivity uh, means. Mm-hmm. But it's about just making people feel like seen and heard and respected and like, yeah, I'm just... Um, I'm so fascinated the way that fashion is inclusive in that way. Like I come from art school, right? So, you know, in art school, we also, the art world is also a sort of like secret club where you need to know a special language in order to Mm -hmm. be able to art. And, you know, getting into fashion design after coming from an art background, I sort of judged myself like, oh, what am I doing making clothes? It's like, you know, that kind of sort of, I judge myself as saying like, oh, it, clothing is not sort of like a very pure form of like making, you know, artistically ex- expressing yourself. But like, that's so bullshit. Like, honestly, making clothes has been so fulfilling for me because um, it's such a an, an accessible way to communicate creativity and and, you know, everyone has to wear clothes, like, and clothes in itself have been the most, you know, basic form of expressing yourself and, and mm-hmm. showing who you are in the world. Just you don't have to be a creative person to, to wear clothes or to, to curate your wardrobe to, to show the world who, what your values are and who you, you want to be or who you are. So, I feel like um, in that sense, like unexpectedly making clothes for me has like really taught me so much about um, having this great tool to like touch people's lives and hearts in a very like accessible way, um, you know, that speak to many kinds of people um, and it, you don't have to know a secret language or like, you know, you don't have to go to school to be able to communicate in this way. And um, I, I really, I love that about, about clothes. And I can see that, that that's what you do as well um, in your space. And that's the exciting thing for me really is like, um, it's, yeah, it's a really uh, wonderful, you know, fun world that I feel like I've put myself in um, because of it and it came totally unexpectedly. So, yeah. You know, we've we've talked about this before on the pod and elsewhere, but like clothing is so is interesting as an art form to me in that it's the only one that really like not only invites you to participate, but like you kind of have gotta. to participate. Like you don't really have it. Like you, if you don't want to watch movies, there's people that don't watch movies or TV or, you know, or if you don't want to participate in like fine art, you, you can easily avoid it. You know what I mean? With Or just be ignorant to it. But fashion doesn't really allow you to completely do that. Even if you think you are like you, you are participating in a way. And, it, and that's what I, I always thought of it as like, Oh, it's this great equalizer. But then when you start getting into the industry, especially like, you know, more in like the 10, 15 years ago, it really felt like this kind you could not permeate it. I mean, look, I'm from Indiana originally, and I don't know if you know much about Indiana, uh, but it's 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 in the, it's a you know it's in the Midwest. It's there's not there's no fashion there. It's not mm-hmm, really like mm-hmm. a. It's certainly not an art form that that is that is acknowledged too much there. So um, it, it felt like oh, I'm never gonna 
I want to do this, but I don't think I'll ever actually make it or do anything that anyone would acknowledge, really. I'm just going to keep kind of chipping away, and hopefully I can get like a job that inside of it that, that I'm passionate about. But I didn't, ex- I didn't expect to be where I am doing this and, 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 and being, you know, an owner of Canoe Club at this point. Like, I, I, that's, not where I, that's not where I expect it to be. I, it, it's, you know, I, I cared a lot about it. But like you're saying, it's like, it, it, I, I just, I, I really think that like one of my goals inside of fashion was to, hopefully do something in some way and that's why we've always led with the the community element of 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 what we do at canoe club was just that i hated how like barney's felt when i went into it for the first Mm -hmm. time like Mm -hmm. i was so excited to go into that for the first time because i had no there was nothing there was it was not close to me it was a five-hour drive when we went there it was like i was like oh i'm so excited i've never seen any of this stuff in person like that 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 should it should be like I just don't understand why art would ever be like not excited to have people that excited to see it, whether they're buying it or not. I mean, you just want to be a part of it and learn more. I I never understood why it had to feel so, you know, just, you know, unwelcoming. Yeah. Unwelcoming. And, and, and I, and I really hated that. So that was like what we let, when we started this, that was the whole thing. It was just like, we're not doing that. We're not going to gatekeep anything. We're not going to be rude in the store. I don't care who comes in there. When, when we, when we build the communities, I want to make sure everyone is welcome. If you're buying stuff, that's great. If you're not, who cares? Like it doesn't, that's not what this is about. It's about talking about art and treating, you know, small businesses as art as they should be. And it really, yeah. it really is unfortunate the way that like it's still it, for some reason fashion really wants to hang on to this like ugliness that I think it's like you know social media even has allowed it to shed just that like everyone's seeing it now it's not it's not just a handful of people that go to the shows or you know it doesn't it only get disseminated through certain uh, media outlets mm-hmm. it's everywhere all the time it's you know and I think that's that it's it's a great uh, you know you know, in, in the, where we've landed in the middle, I think in a little, in a better way, but it still feels like it's resistant to it. Do you feel that way? Like with your brain and everything, is there still kind of, do you still feel that resistance and that like, you know, uh, you know, you feel away from things in a certain way, or do you feel like you've kind of, you've, you've found your spot? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Um, I guess like I, I picked a an uphill battle from the beginning by like sort of making a brand called women's wear, which is, um, based on menswear. So I'm really like, I kind of made my own little channel again in the menswear world where I'm like making clothes for women in a men's environment. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of, there was a lot of challenge just kind of figuring out, you know, just like any brand of, of like, who's my, my woman, my, my women's wear woman, who's my customer and like, uh, what values do I want to represent? Um, and, you know, uh, you know, I think just like establishing yourself in your own space is always a challenge, but I feel like it's, I really come into such a good place right now. And I, I thought for a second that, um, it's because the world around me is changing. Maybe that's got a small factor in it, but actually someone who I really admire in, in the fashion industry told me like Lauren it's because you've um you're you've made a brand that really is represents something very strong and um now kind of brands are coming to me customers are coming to me um just because of this like welcoming little space that I've made within men's uh sort of sphere that's like um, inclusive and it means that like you can be whatever 
you want and you can wear my clothes. But um, my point is that, you know, I'm making clothes inspired by menswear, but, you know, really honouring the work that women through history have put in to pave the way for us women today. And that means design details like um, putting a lot of the more utilitarian um, design details back into the women's clothing that, you know, that you don't find on in vintage military women's wear. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, military clothing from like the World War II period um, or hunting clothing for women um, in the past, like they really lack a lot of the, they, they are inferior, inferiorly um, constructed and they lack a lot of the uh, utility that, that the men's versions have. And I'm sort of like rewriting that channel for myself just because I, like, I feel strongly about it. And um, it sort of opened up this really great conversation uh, within the this 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 sphere that I exist in. It's sort of made space for um, you know a woman's business within like stores that used to be like denim and boots stores. Um, I mm-hmm. sort of uh, a women's business for them, and um, it's so great. And um, I. That was always my goal, but you know, it took nine years to to <laughs> get the ball rolling on a you know on a proper in a proper way. But I feel like um, I just came back from Paris. Uh, I did the Welcome Edition show um, a couple of weeks ago, and that was the first time we've ever done a men's show, and it was all about timing. It was so right. Um, it was a big risk because, you know, they're a men's show, we're a women's wear brand. Um, but just what we've been cultivating for the last nine years meant that, like, yeah, it it all came down to two weeks ago and it was such a fantastic experience um, just to feel so um, seen and heard at the show that, you know, all of these people would come by people I didn't know or brands and stores that I didn't know and it'll you know come and say you know I really love what you've been doing well done thank you for doing it um I've been following along for ages and like you know it's just uh, a great feeling I just feel very um very validated from that experience so yeah it just seems like a really great time and uh, for me, um, creatively, uh, like different opportunities have, have come up because of this space that I've cultivated for myself that like more sort of creative direction sort of roles and um, a lot more collaborations have come about in the last um, probably four years since COVID. And um, mm-hmm. I think that it's just because I've like stuck with my guns instead and stuck to this this idea that I really want to see through. So, yeah, I just, um, yeah, good things take a lot of commitment and time, I guess, um, especially when you're self-funded. But, yeah, I'm so stoked about where things are going. So, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for 2024 and 2025 for sure. Um, But, yeah, it's, yeah, and just like, you know, people like you guys just, you know, coming around and, 
and you know inviting me onto your podcast you know just small things like that it's just the stoke is real Hell yeah. yeah, let's go. <laughs> Wait, let me ask you a question. So, like, because I agree with you, I think, I think, really, especially in the past, like, I don't know, let's say five years or so, I, I really think, you know, because people are like, oh, why don't you do women's? And I'm like, well, because if, if you're going to do women's, I really would want, if I ever want to do it, I want to make it a very strong commitment. I don't want it to be half assed, like, you just carry a couple women's lines and then you're like, oh, there's your stuff. Separate that's, section that's of the not, website. That's yeah. not enough to make a real impact and do something really like, so it's it's not out of the question. It's just we have to focus on what we're doing now. But from what we've seen with brands, especially as we've you know we primarily it's mostly Japanese designers, not exclusively by any stretch, but but it's it's a lot of Japanese designers because it's just what we like. But that being said, I I really feel like as as I've traveled the world and seen other brands and and you know grown my interest in in, in uh, especially brands internationally, it's so rarely on. Like I I really feel like it's not super one or the other necessarily yeah. all the time it's a, it a lot a lot of brands exist sort of in that middle unisex sort of sort of place and i think that that's just gotten so much more popular and i'd say when we first started the store there was definitely like oh where's your women's section and i'm like well we don't really have one but it also kind of doesn't matter you know what i mean there's everything's going to look let, let us point you in the direction of some things we might think they yeah. might fit well or would fit your style well and and the more and more we just were like kind of like not we, we kind of refused to go down that like yeah, line of like yeah. It's not really about if it's men's or women's. It's it's you know it's it everyone every all the stuff's the same and it's just clothes and it all yeah. looks cool on everybody. So let's just find some stuff that works for you and your style specifically rather than focus on you know if it was designed specifically for a women's or not. You know, and that's been a good place for us to exist in, and then slowly start to incorporate more and more um, to be as inclusive as as we possibly can and still have that focus. When you started Women's Wear, though, like I have to imagine you get a lot of questions about the name because it's like I totally get what it's there for. You know what I mean? Like I, I get the I get the little joke about it. I get I get all that. But is it is it kind of like do you lead with that name on purpose because you're gonna it, it, it invites the questions? Do you like like the questions or do you get like sort of annoyed when people are like Women's Wear? What does that mean? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, well, the the name actually came about uh, way before the brand even started. Was um, when I started writing in a more professional way. Um, I like you know the way say Lewis Carroll um, mm. he makes his own words. When there's not a word for something, he'll kind of just use his own word for it. Yeah. Which, which which sounds exactly like what that word should mean. Yeah. And um, I kind of started using this W apostrophe menswear to kind of describe my own approach to style mm-hmm. uh, in that way. So um, the word had already kind of like been established by me writing about it and using this word in my writing for uh, maybe like few years before um, women's were actually the brand started so um, it felt like a quite a natural progression for me but um, yeah I mean like people I people do ask about it well how, how to pronounce it there's like all these different ways that I hear through the years people pronounce it like <laughs> women's wear or like men's wear or like just, <laughs> just doing too much <laughs> um yeah, it's just women's wear, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it it's great that you know word will will start a conversation in that way, and and yeah, conversations are what really kind of make an, an emotional connection between what you're doing and, and a person. So I think 
you know, the more conversation, the better. It never gets old to me. No, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. Do you, when, when you're designing things, like obviously you're using like, you know, traditional, like probably, you know, very traditional menswear pieces as like inspiration. How, do you feel that like what you're doing is just trying to translate those into a like women's fit? Are you trying to add like, like a feminine touch to yeah. it or something? Like, wh- how do you, like, how do you view the, mm-hmm, the design mm-hmm. process that turns like a classic piece into, uh, you know, when I say women's wear, I mean your brand women's wear, like how does it become a women's wear piece to you? Well, um, yeah, let me take you through the whole design process. Please. Um, yeah. So yeah. Like, uh, you know, before a new season starts, um, yeah, I'm thinking about what's going on in, in the world right now um, and maybe is there a time in history that reflects what's what I'm seeing happening in the world right now. So I look through the history books and I'll look um, at a specific time period where I feel like it resonates with something that's maybe politically happening in the world right now or, you know, just something that I'm quite hyper-aware about in present day and um i'll usually find like key key actors in that time period in history and usually they're they're women because you know women are inspiring to me and what they've done um you know to kind of pave the way for future generations is inspiring to me so i'll find you know key players in that story and Gigi, who's um one of women's wear designers uh, she'll put it all together in a great mood board we'll go and um, research fabrics um, based on vintage from that time period and we'll do our fabric selection and then we'll get we'll go and buy the actual vintage pieces that we think are really important to do with that time period and I'm very fortunate um, to be living in Thailand where in Bangkok specifically next to um, just down the road from like one of the biggest um, vintage markets that you know oh. vintage dealers. Yeah, it's called Jetty Jack Market, um, and you know vintage dealers from all over the world come to do buying trips to Bangkok. So I have a library of a vintage in my backyard. Yeah, and yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. So you know, it's uh, it's almost like I treat it like a library and. Um, you know, you'll go into this market, you want to see a French, you know, early 20th century for French workwear, you know, chore coat, you'll be able to find, you know, a whole ton of them and go through. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, then we get the vintage, which is most mostly men's because of just history. And, yeah, um, yeah we'll get the piece and, and, and I'll make a pattern and to adapt it for a woman's um, body shape because I'm not, you know, that's my, people ask me, oh, would you do unisex? I do have a unisex line called Good or What's a Face, but uh, for the women's wear line, I'm really interested in, in including the women in history and not, and not deleting them out from the history books again. So I think the, the, the idea of unisex doesn't really, um conceptually work for me in what I'm doing but yeah so we'll adapt that to fit a woman's body which is a very you know shape shape wise we have 
a whole multitude of body types and body shapes. So um, my goal is to make, you know, forms that flatter many kinds of body shapes. And, you know, that's where the retailers, like, um, come in, where, you know, they're my data point because I'm a small brand and I'm predominantly doing wholesale. You know, my retailers are really, I have a really close relationship with my retailers because they give me the data that says like, oh, our kind of female customer of say like who's 30 to 40 years old or our customer who's like 50 plus, we have some like 85-year-old customers even who are like rocking a women's wear, but, you know, they love this fit because, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know. so like I get that um, real, t- real kind of like data and, you um, it informs how I'm making my patterns. And, yeah, so it all comes together in many layers that feel meaningful to us as a brand. And um, and then, yeah, that connection continues when you're like, you, we, you make real relationships in the real world with your, your real customers and, and they give you feedback and the, the garments continue their life in their in their world on their bodies and um that's always so cool to see as well so yeah it's a real like 360 sort of um process but that's also what keeps me motivated and feeling fulfilled and wanting to do this further for a longer time so yeah with everything that you do, Lauren, like you obviously have like so many different passions and like even like you're saying, like you have, you know, the good old what's her face and, and, and women's wear and, you know, all the podcast, everything, everything that you're doing all the time. Like how do you stay, how do you stay focused? You know what I mean? Like, is that, is that hard for you or is it easy or does it come naturally? Um, also probably growing up with a Chinese mom. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> um, but, you know hyper-disciplined, I guess, um, in in the sort of work ethic. But I just, um, I'm, I feel like the feedback that people have given me over the years is that I'm very consistent. So I just have like a, a good work process and a good work ethic. But it also means that like playtime is also super important to me as well. Like, you know, I'm a surfer. I love being in the outdoors. And like if you... If you make me work seven days a week, that's I'm not a happy person. And like you know, the recharge time is real. And and you know, part of the creative process is also playtime. So you know, going surfing on the weekends and stuff is um, a really important part of the whole process. Just like trying to keep things balanced and also like trying to keep life as undramatic as possible in that sense like not having it you know mood wise or like emotionally not not swinging too far up and too far down and just trying to like just kind of try and you know chip away at life and um keep things keep things like sensible in that sense that's where the order comes in where i try and make order from my chaotic life um, yeah. You seem so calm 
and yeah. poised. <laughs> and it's very like relaxing to hear you talk about what I would generally think of as a stressful things. Like, is that, is that like, does that, does that come naturally too? Or do you feel like you have to like, is it the off time where you kind of practice that like decompression? You know what? Like, I feel like anyone who has a brand or or looks after production, because that's what we I do as well. Um, you like see so much shit hitting the fan; mm-hmm. <laughs> it becomes just normal, yeah. and you just kind of train yourself to just not lose your shit uh, when things go wrong because yeah. things bound to go wrong so um just just like you know yeah I mean like if I if if something goes wrong and I freak out like that's I've learned my lesson it doesn't really help so yeah yeah like I just you know like I enjoy life so much when everything's just going its way it's just the little things that I really like the older do. you get like those like those like two days like this like when you can string, like a regular like, two day. normal days together yeah. <laughs> where nothing happens your schedule doesn't change you're able to just kind of stay in your routine stay focused oh, but man. calm those are like I Love mean it. it just becomes rare and rare but when you can get them it's like I think when you get older you're able to like savor them a little bit more than like when you're younger and you're just like oh I guess things were going right for a little you know for a little too long that's why things <laughs> mixed up but uh but yeah it's it's it, that is a that is a I feel the same way I feel like honestly the older I get and like the bigger you know canoe club gets and the more like chaotic things get number one like you know we, I always say like if, you, if you're gonna work here the first interview question I want to ask is like how much do you like problem solving and I know that sounds like a general question but that's 95% of the job is yeah. it's just every two minutes someone comes to the office and it's like before I, I can see the look on their face I'm like just tell me the facts and let's just like let's start solving the problem <laughs> I don't want to hear who did it I don't want to hear whose fault it is it's all irrelevant already let's just move right through it and start solving yeah, the problem and yeah. if you don't like that this these types of jobs are going to be absolutely like creative jobs are going to be miserable for you because they're not it's really hard but i also value so much like my mental health now in that like i want to feel as i want to like empty the cash as often as i can so that i can feel creative and and be like have my brain open enough to to, to solve problems because i think that's the issue is that when people operate under like constant anxiety and stress and I did that forever is it makes it so difficult to solve all the problems because you're like I don't know where to add these I have no more room in my files to put those in so everything feels overwhelming but the more you can like you're saying like whether it's you know surfing for you or whatever you can kind of empty the cash and go okay cool my brain is open to adding more problems to it that's like I think that's kind of the key is like that sort of I mean you talked about balance from the start I mean I think that's really it with all this kind of stuff is it's like because it's it's really hard to operate like you're saying like doing the finances and being creative like those are two very different parts of the brain until you have to do both at your job it's so difficult you know because i think it can be really hard to do like finance and have somebody and do like buying for an example like because if you're so connected to both it, it can be it's really hard because you're like one side of my brain's telling me one thing to do and the other side of my brain's telling me the other and you're not sure which one to listen to but i don't know like you said you kind of have to welcome the chaos or you know work a desk job i mean i think that's that's sort of the reality is like just and then like i think the people that are successful like yourself are like the ones who are good at organizing that that chaos like you said Mm -hmm. of like being like i like it i want to live with it but i also need it to have its place and i need to be able to step away and do things like that and that's what you know again takes good people from good from to good to great and be able to like do new interesting things for sure yeah making sure that you don't 
see yourself as a victim is also important and just knowing that oh my God, yeah. conflict there's there's two sides it takes two to tango so like trying your best to see both ways uh both sides of the story um yeah just just like um you know i never like went to business school or anything so i'm just i made a bunch of failures it's also about like just failing a lot um and just making mistakes and learning from them and and trying not to do them you know ever again and um yeah but like it's uh it's not an easy path but like you're still it's it's a good path because you have your freedom and you get to choose what your path will be so 100 percent it's also just like interesting to think about in that same way that like I just don't know it. I feel lucky that almost every single day I feel very fulfilled by what I do. And I know that that's not everybody. And I know that that's not all. I know that not everyone wants the problems I've basically decided <laughs> to have, um, you know, all the time. And, and like, you know, it's, it's a job you take home with you the best you can. You, you don't do it. But, you know. It's it's almost impossible. I mean, I, I my wife works here too. I mean, I, there's no exit from it. I mean, this is <laughs> this is this is my whole thing. So it's like it can be really hard to like have to, to find the balance. But I think that you know, I wouldn't trade the fulfillment I get out of it for anything. Even when it's the hardest, it, it is. I just I really care about going home and being like, oh, it's it's mine. And like when it succeeds, that's that's a hundred percent mine. And when it fails, it's a hundred percent mine. And that's uh, I don't know. It's it's hard, but I I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I've just done it so long that I can't think any other way. But it's certainly it's certainly what I've I, I've grown accustomed to and really care about. So that's that's uh, that's how I feel. But but here's the thing: we've done we've done fashion talk for the majority. So we we left a window because we know you care about cooking, and that's like what we really like talking about in our free time. Because you know you talk about clothes. That's all I talk about. Yeah. yeah. You know. So we like to talk about 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 cooking. If you're interested, since I'm, I'm I would assume you're still interested in that, even yeah. though. I don't, Good. Last night, last night I just made this like nostalgic um, recipe that's like Chinese clay pot rice. Um, that okay. Make my mom used to make for me when I was a kid. My grandma used to make for me, and um, I made it last night. Um, yeah, we just um, last year we spent eight months of the year renovating, doing a like complete renovation of the house. So having a kitchen and just really appreciating and enjoying my new kitchen. So yeah, I made um, this clay pot rice, which is like um, like dried shrimps and dried shiitake mushroom and Chinese sausage uh, marinated pork in like, you just throw everything in the rice cooker and um, you eat it with a fried egg on top. And that is my childhood. In. That sounds very good. Yeah, I'm very interested. In What's that. the clay pot element? Is that just like the old way to, to cook it, or like what 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 is that? What is you already like serving it in that? Or? Yeah, we've been made in a clay pot, but this is 2024. Yeah, have a no need for the clay pot. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm sure it's more delicious in a clay pot for sure. Like, um, I lived in France for a minute, and like. Um, I learned a lot of, so yeah, okay, my cooking background is like, you know, French cooking uh, because I went to um, cooking, well, I trained to be a chef. Um, that was my In diploma. France? I know, this was in Australia. I grew up okay. like half, half my childhood in Australia. 
which is um, paradise at the end of the earth. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and so, yeah, my, my sort of cooking background is like, you know, my grandma is from Beijing and she used to have like her own Chinese restaurant and she taught me how to cook from like when I was like maybe six years old and then going to like hospitality school which was like learning French cookery and um and then like yeah when I went to live in France um I I learned I lived in the countryside and I learned how to cook from neighbors and like um extended family who um taught me kind of like the grandma recipes which I'm fascinated by because um yeah, I just think that there's so much value in like getting the original recipes right before you have the authority or the, you know, the, before you can start twisting and changing recipes. Um, so that's like where I, my kind of point of view comes from is like you really need to like appreciate where things, how things were really made the OG way before you can go and um, twist and change them and make them your own. But, um, yeah. Um, I play I play music, and I would say that, like, the equivalent, as I've gotten into cooking through, you know, the you know I've, I've been interested in, to, in, in it for such a long time, but it's kind of the same way in music where, like, there's two ways of – you're either classically trained, and that's an interesting way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Or like I grew up, I just wanted to be in a band. So I learned any instrument I could. And I was just, when I, when I say learned, I mean, I would just go play with people who are better at me and watch what they were doing and pretty much copy it and then go home and do it myself for a long time, mm-hmm. which is almost kind of like the learning from your grandma sort of way, which is kind of how I came into cooking the same way where it's like, when you learn how to do that, you learn enough technique and like the things that make things warm and, you know, easy. What it is is like when I play music, I don't need to, I don't know timing. I don't really know. I mean, I somebody can tell me key. I know that, but for the most part, I just I'm just like just play for a minute. I'll figure it out and I'll get in there. It's not it's not a problem. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like cooking from a place when you can get to it when you're just like oh I have this many ingredients and I can turn that into something without thinking. I can carry on a conversation while I do it. Yeah, that's when pe- I think that's when people get really good at it. Is like when it, like oh I I can do this like it's second hand and that's when you get to add in your own flavor to yeah. it because yeah. I think um, also. Learning things in the like non sort of academic sense means that like you're not afraid of things that are technically wrong. Like, um, like for example, uh, burning stuff, like the grandma way, the French grandma way of like say making, um, like you know, rabbit cooked with onions is like burn the shit out of the onions. Like because so it's going to make it tasty. Whereas like if if you went and learned that same dish maybe in in a technical college, like you know burning is technically wrong and like yeah. incorrect. Um, so like yeah, it's like learning the how to make the flaws that make things good, mm-hmm. which is like in in clothes too. It's like um, the kind of school of thought where like you know there's more beauty in in decay or bloom or you know the in-between spaces um that's um maybe technically wrong but um you know they still make things delicious or beautiful um yeah and music actually i um 
I play music too, but um, yeah, back like Australia, I played in um in like folk pop bands. I played yeah. the cello. Uh, yeah, I learned. Um, you do it all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like classical music had a lot of limitations when I like went into like folk pop, which was like a pop to completely new space where like I was so like rigid and like so stiff in that yeah. way. Um that yeah, I feel like learning something when you're not like traditionally trained is like actually so fresh and like brings a lot of value to the table. Well, it's just like what I like about things like cooking and music and I think fashion to a certain degree depending on where you're coming in at it. It's like you know, I just played with some some people recently, um, and it was nice to be like, where they're like, oh, I just feel like, I don't know, I get intimidated, and I'm like, for what? And I'm like, I, just cause I played a long time, I toured with bands, I did, the, you know, I played no shortage of music and recorded music and all this shit, but like, honestly, the freshest thing is sometimes you'll get some, like, you play with some younger person who's just like, doing their own thing and I'm like they're like well I don't know what key it's in it so I feel dumb and I'm like you don't need to feel dumb I'm like what you're doing is interesting to mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. like and I've and I've experienced a lot and like it's 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 a unique perspective is all you want from things and I think that's what a lot like cooking allows that fashion allows that uh you know uh, everything it's it, it, like like art forms allow that mm-hmm. thing and I don't know why people get scared about that it's like it's all right first of all it doesn't matter if you're wrong or right what's it matter it's that's the point but I, re- I really like when people just are like yeah, just bring a unique perspective to it. It's, it's not. It's not. It's just not relevant if you're good or bad. There is no good or bad. That's the. That's what I like about any yeah. art form is that yeah. you don't have to obsess over. Uh, you know, you can be classically trained, and I've learned a lot of people from people that like are insanely good at instruments. You're like, oh my god, like I have. I, I don't. I don't. I didn't realize that. Like what depth I was at in my knowledge of this thing and I, I am so much shallower than I thought and there's also times when you play with someone who knows nothing who doesn't even know what chord they're playing and you're like I would have never put that together that way and now I've got a, this interesting thing I'm working on um it's that it's 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 fun it's fun when things aren't rigid yeah. it's yeah. gross when it is in my opinion so or you know I guess people find beauty in that too but it's just not for me personally and I think and fashion really allows that uh, you know in, in every aspect of the you know that kind of wabi-sabi experience of you know it is it is what it is it's 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 beautiful to you so that's 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 you know that's that's the perspective so like I'm no scientist but um like from a creative point of view like looking at the different kind of headspaces of like the masculine and the feminine of like evolutionary wise maybe like men feel there's more well, being a man in like nature there's more like you have to compete to you know win that in an evolutionary sense I wonder mm-hmm. if that if um that sort of feeling of being judged or or that insecurity comes from a, a male space um it's sort of an idea that I've been interested just just doing making women's clothes and asking what femininity means really um you know just yeah like I feel like um women maybe in a more in like schooling in an educational sense like we've had a lot of um sort of masculine values be put on us um, in terms of like 
needing to thrive, like succeed and compete and win and conquer and things like that. Um, but yeah, like I'm wondering if that's a, a masculine sort of trait that we've sort of all learned to feel like we need to use to survive or I don't know. I feel like the world is too competitive and like, you know, especially like creative things like cooking and, and music and art and the arts, like you should feel so comfortable in being able to just lean in to your own special unique traits and qualities and be, be happy with that. And, um, yeah, I feel like society makes us all sort of very anxious and, um, you know, insecure about things that we should celebrate about ourselves. And, um, yeah, so that's sort of some, a headspace, that sort of idea that I'm, I'm very fascinated by. It's just it's like, what is masculinity? What is femininity? I don't think there's like a, a right and a wrong, but in a creative sense, like what are these different qualities represent and do to us um, creatively? I mean, I, I really, I mean, like people ask a lot, they're like, oh, where do you get your inspiration for like when, you, when you're doing buys or when you're looking at things? And it's like, oh, it's pretty much exclusively women's wear, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I think I, I think a lot of, uh, you know, in, in the same way you're looking at men's wear, I look at women's wear because I just think that, I don't know, there's a, I, I, there's a little bit more freedom in women's wear because there's just, there is more silhouettes. It's it's had more time to evolve um, uh, as, as, as art and expression than I think menswear has, which has been a little bit more in a box and a little bit more utility driven. And it might not be what I ultimately buy because I'm buying menswear, but I like, I think most of like my styling and everything, all that all comes from the freedom that's inside of uh, women's wear and, and, and the way women style things generally. Um, I just, I don't know. I, it's probably just because like, it's just, I think it's just has a, had a little bit more time to, I don't know. There's just more freedom in, in, in yeah, yeah. the way, the, the way women digest clothing for, from, at least from an outwards perspective, just because there's more and there's less rules. And I feel like men's has been so stuck and I think it's evolving, it, especially in the past 10 years. It's, it's, it's come so far because I mean, I mean, you, you were around when the proper, you know, hashtag menswear <laughs> yeah. ages, and that was a very, there were very strict guys guidelines to what what worked in that and what didn't. yeah what was right and and, wrong, um, yeah. and you know since the you know with with social media coming to you know to what it is and and men's getting a little bit more experimental and people becoming a little bit more internationally versed in fashion uh, men specifically in that way you've you've seen it evolve a ton and it's it's completely different than it used to be no question i think it's only for the better inside of menswear but i still think that the, it's not it's not where it's not where women's is as far as like uh self-expression goes and i i am I'm, I'm looking forward to it evolving more and that's i think that's why unisex has become such a thing is because we're kept, menswear is caught up a little bit a little bit to to, to women's wear in, in the self-expression state where it's like it doesn't matter what it is just wear whatever you think looks cool and that's what's going to be the most interesting thing so i do think there's been a lot of a lot of evolution there but it's it's been slow yeah and it's it's fascinating that just changing the language around um something like calling it unisex now it, like it it pulls down a whole wall of like you know, I feel like, yeah, men have been quite restricted in what they're allowed to wear and experiment with and pulling down that wall is really exciting. And in mm -hmm. that sense, maybe, yeah, women have had it, um, yeah, just like we've had 
we've been able to express ourselves in with fashion a lot more freely than men in that sense traditionally um maybe but um yeah I'm just I'm I think it's a great conversation to have right now I think it's like um it's very exciting where this is going right now I feel like it's it's dramatically been this conversation has been changing and evolving a lot in the last two years I want to say um but I'm excited for it I'm very excited for it no, I think I think I think fashion in general is in in so much better of a place than it's kind of ever been as far as like I think like anything I think if we get if we get farther farther and farther away and you zoom out and zoom out and zoom out I think that's all the that that's better and better and better and the closer we get to just discussing clothes that's the best yeah. it can be. So um so yeah, I think I think it's I think everything's on the on on the good on a good track. It's just you know, when you zoom in, it's just slow. You know what I mean? And 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 that's what it has to be, unfortunately. But I think I think it's I think I think we're headed in the right direction for sure. Yeah. What um maybe jumping back to food? What kind of food do you like cooking? Well, I grew up. Um, uh, you know, most of my food influence was from my uh, mom and grandma, and um, they're both Italian, and uh, so Italian food is my favorite to cook. Only, not even I wouldn't even say it's my favorite type of food at all. It's actually. I would say lower on the list as much as I like it. It's just what I feel most comfortable cooking. Like we mm, talked about, mm-hmm. like you can kind of give me any general Italian recipe and I'm like, Oh, I, I know what to do. And I can just start going. And I, and I like, I value that in, in cooking for myself or for friends or anything. I really like being able to just sort of like infuse as much of myself into it as possible. And the less I'm thinking about technique or ingredients, I'm not as familiar with that's that, that gets a little bit more tricky because there's more learning to do. Mm-hmm. So for me, Italian is my favorite to cook, but not necessarily my favorite to eat. I would say Indian food far and away is my favorite to eat. Yeah. But that's also like it's it's you know as actually there's this you know in Boulder of all places there's this great uh, really small market where this uh, older fellow who runs it has helped me along in learning and getting you know the pantry right to to be able to do things and be a little bit more free in there. But uh, but yeah, it just dep- it depends on how I'm viewing it of what I of what I like. What what about you? Oh, yeah, I love Indian food too. Um, cooking wise, yeah, I probably um the most like I love cooking French and Italian, um, and I love cooking Chinese. They're probably like my three staples. Um, because I live in Thailand, there's no point me cooking Thai food at home because like it's so good. Just yeah, you know, <laughs> sure. You know, I can walk a few steps outside uh-huh. my door. Like, you know, the best, like, song thumb, which is, like, the northeastern, like, papaya salad or whatever. So, like, yeah, I don't bother cooking Thai food here. But, um, yeah, like, uh, I love Indian food too. Um, cooking Indian food has been a journey for me as well. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I like Specifically, I love South Indian food because it's mm-hmm. like maybe similar to like a Thai palate where like it's more spicy and um, there's more like coconut uh, milk or coconut water. Um, you know, it's like the ingredients are sort of like more similar to like a Thai profile. Um, but yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, cooking is. It's so fun. I mean, like, I try and 
if I'm like cooking a cuisine that I'm not that like familiar with or like not that sort of schooled on, like I'll try and find the most sort of authentic or original recipe. Um, but yeah, it's, but at the same time, like, unless you go and try the, the real, like the OG version, like in a restaurant, you're not going to really know how you should, something should turn out if you're just mm-hmm, kind of yeah. doing it at home. <laughs> um, so like going out and eat, eating is also really important and something I love doing when I'm traveling as well. Um, Let me ask but, you this. This is a, maybe a divisive question. What yeah. do you think, like, what's your favorite, like, American, like, American food? In an ideal wow. world, you'd have some sort of chain or something that you're yeah. we're talking about. And I like, I know it's not good. I'm just asking, like, maybe, especially since, you, have you ever lived in the U.S.? I've never lived in the U.S., but... Oh, yeah, even better. I, Perspective is even better, then. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um... I've had amazing, actually, I've had amazing Japanese food in LA. Um, Interesting, yeah. I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd say like probably the best sushi I ever had was in LA, you know, for example. Like, I think that that's doable. But is there yeah. an American dish that, you, and you know what I'm talking about, like American dishes. Is there any of those that hit for you? And we know they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> they're not good in comparison <laughs> to everything that we said, you know. But is there one where you're like, this? I like that. I mean, like, there's that whole world of barbecue that you guys have. Like, yeah. Okay, there you go. Different, like, region, like, barbecue from different um, states. And, yeah, like, like Texas or Georgia. Or, yeah, yeah. I think barbecue is really interesting. Um, what else have I had that's really interesting? I, th- I think, like, what's beautiful about American food that it is so regional, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoy gumbo. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. you don't hear enough about gumbo. You're pointing out good ones. Yeah. I, we were, I was thinking you were going to be like, no, I don't like any of it. I don't like green bean <laughs> casserole or whatever the hell you guys eat. But <laughs> yeah, no, these are good ones. I mean, I, I guess I, you know, what's funny is I guess I in my head, I put that in like a French category for some reason, but that's not what it is. I don't know why I've had that in my head that way. It's like it's. it's well, it makes sense. A yeah. little a little French. Yeah. Cajun, yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, I, the beauty of America is is the fact that it's like a country full of immigrants. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all the like um, different ethnicities, and like I think it's like maybe it's the non-white people food that make it so interesting. You know. Um, well, you I know. mean, same with comedy, music, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can go down that lane all day. You're absolutely right on all fronts. Yeah, so um, Gumbo, um, honestly, I haven't explored America as much as I'd like to. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've had good Chinese food in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I know there's like a community. Um, I had good like Indian food in New York, like in this spot that I don't remember the name, but like my friend took me there, and it's kind of like where a lot of um. It's a little hole in the wall um, where, like, near cats and yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I I don't remember the name, but I I, I feel like it's like relatively. I don't want to say well known because I know it's small, but like it's culty. Right, and there were yeah. like a bunch of cab drivers like on their break having having a meal there, and um, yeah. it was 
So I think I had like a chana masala, like the chickpea curry and something else, and it was very decent. Um, I haven't had good Thai food in, in America, but, you know, maybe the bar is too high for me. Um, but yeah, I think that's. I feel like I haven't had good Thai food in America, to be honest with you. I think the only Thai food I had that was good was in France. Food in America is interesting. It always looks like it looks like legit, and then you take a bite, and it lacks the. It's not quite the, there. <laughs> it's not it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> Well, Lauren, um, it, thank you so much for doing this. This was incredibly kind of you to wake up in the morning. And, oh, yeah. And, good morning. And do this. Good yeah, morning. Really appreciate, really appreciate you taking the time. It was a blast to talk to you. Like I said, I think we've maybe crossed paths before, but it's always cool to get to talk to someone for an hour and learn more about them. So, and, and you're yeah. a very fascinating person, and I, we, I, li- I like everything you've ever worked on. So, you know, I don't know what that says, but I, I like what you're doing. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for like, you know, including me in your in your space and like reaching out and um I've been following along um with what you've been doing and um I think it's really cool and I think like what you're carving out for yourself um in Boulder is like very unique and special and like yeah, I hope we get to cross paths um in the future. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. We're around, we're around. Well I'm sure it'll happen. Oh yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, well you have so a much. you have a great day. If you ever need anything from us, you just reach out to either of us and, yeah, and don't we'll be take bashful. care of you. Yeah. We really appreciate you doing this and and I'm, like I said, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll touch base soon. Awesome. Appreciate right. you too. You got you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. 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 See you.